When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, back with you to wind down the show at Tail Varsity Radio. Coffee and cream in the morning alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We're powered by Currency, and we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. We'll speak to Joel Lorenzi, hopefully, in a few moments. He's the Creighton beat writer for the Self-professed. Omaha World Herald. Self-professed. He's not a morning guy. He isn't. He is not a morning <laughs> guy, and uh, I- I'm pretty sure, I'm fairly certain. We have him. That we could ask him when he went to bed, and I'm going to say it's after Yeah, but the, the latest game was the Sacramento Kings. He probably wasn't watching that. There was only one uh, game in the night. Uh, hey, Joel. <laughs> Joel, is that right? Don't start, man. Come on. I already <laughs> know my process. Look, I'll say this. I, I, was, I was cursed with the ability to – You were cursed with what? sit on a plane – and fall asleep as soon as I sit down on the plane. Got so, it. That stuff adds up over the weekend, man, and, and your schedule by the end of the weekend is, is going. So I'm, I must have fallen asleep like three different times, and none of them were decent times. I don't understand <laughs> how pe- – and, and God bless you folks that can do it. I have a hard enough time in my own bed. I don't understand how you folks can sleep in public. In public, what? Yeah, like on the yeah, plane, well, man. It's like, well, you know, I'm from Chicago, so I go to sleep clutching my stuff. My phone grip tight. I, I, I go to sleep. Hey, I'm still on ten. Hey, hey, I'm from St. Louis. I've clutched up before too. <laughs> oh, I like that about you. <laughs> I ain't mad at that, man. Oh shoot! All right, so talk to me. This this environment. I was I was telling Andrew watching that on television. The fans tugging on jerseys and high fiving over loose balls, and I mean that place was electric from the jump. Could you tell that UConn felt like that one was must win? Um. Yes. If if it was based on the the fans, I mean. Yes, for sure. Um, I I think that's probably the most electric atmosphere I've been a part of. I don't know. I think Texas was pretty cool too. I like what Texas had going on, but um, UConn just um, the rivalry haven't had lost five or um, you know having already lost two games straight. Um, that that building and that team. I mean, they they saved it for post game to talk about how they were, how much. That game, not just because they wanted to you know, get in the win column, but because they wanted to keep trading. And man, you can see it all the way down to the fence. I mean, dudes were like leaning over the the section with tears in their hands. Um, they were <laughs> wild, man. I mean, there wasn't it was a field. 
We're speaking with Joel Lorenzi, Creighton beat writer for the Omaha World Herald. Toss him a follow on Twitter at JX Lorenzi. Joel, we were, I was talking to DB about this yesterday, and uh, something that really stands out to me, and, and it's striking, is the fact that I don't think Creighton can play productive enough basketball against top-ranked opponents like UConn, like a Xavier coming up, unless all five of their starters are on the floor. It seemed like to be an issue when Kalk and Nemhard left the floor that that's when UConn really started making their run. Um, do you see that as an issue, too, knowing that, hey, and, unless we have our top five guys out there, I, I don't really know what to expect from Creighton over the next eight, ten minutes. Yeah, your eyes aren't really fooling. Uh, I think, you know, looking back on the comments made in the summer – and perhaps some of this, you know, the, the team that still has room to grow. But I think for sure we can say when when Matt called his team his deepest team ever, there was some exaggeration there. Well, I don't even think there was some exaggeration there. I genuinely think they believe that. And what they think from their bench, at least for short to them, has been flabbergasted. I mean, he's had a lot of stock in Therese Mitchell and, they had to pan out the and Francisco for a bottle was a forty plus percent three point three point shooter and um he's had you know, very, very rocky season for that front. Um and so you you look at the, the reserve in the summer and they look nothing like like what was supposed to be the team Mac has had. And so that uh, that hurts, man. I mean, I I look back at the the starters play. You're looking at 38, 36, 34. I mean, you're running you're like this Tom Thibodeau territory, and it's not really it's not a test, though, but but it has to happen um, because those guys come in and um, it's like you're you're losing those minutes. Like I watched Sir Bishop come in and the guy I've been you know trying to play uh, devil's advocate with the fans before and beat the. And uh, he comes in and he did knock down a three, but then helps too hard. And I think Newton bent the three in his face um, to close the half. And that gave that gave UConn up. Joel, when you're watching Creighton play, and, and and let's assume they're let's they're not shooting it well. They don't they're not knocking it down from behind the arc. The natural inkling is to play through Kalk. I understand that. But how do you think a guy like Art fits along with that if that's the way that Creighton wants to play if they're not making shots? Because that seems where it gets a little disjointed. Um, I think I, I like the way they've used Art in, in recent games. I like the way Art has, has turned the corner. I think he had, what, 16 rebounds the other day? Frankly, if Art wasn't where he was and a lot of or a lot of those possessions, they probably lose about fifteen twenty man. I mean, he had a handful of offensive rebounds um that were giving them the chance to try to win that game. Now Obershaw's and Grant he didn't I mean he didn't hit three but he's I I mean I watched him put on constant offensive rebounds. They couldn't stop him on a glass. And um that team just couldn't knock down an open shot. Um, so on on the art, um, I like him as a guy who maybe turns the corner and says, "Okay, well I'm going to out rebound the hell out of the other team and 
pose a you know mismatch threat and maybe fly in for the stuff that Hulk Brennan can't get to. Um, and it, it's been a good look for him. Hey, UConn guard Jordan Hawkins called Creighton a top 10 team. This is what you wrote in your article. And, I mean, you do great work at the Omaha World Herald, and that's who we're talking to, Joel Lorenzi. If you want to see his work, go to the Omaha World Herald. Um, and, you know, it, it, it felt genuine is how you put it. And, and I would agree. I mean, people know what Creighton's ceiling is is but how do they start bridging the gap from what they are now to reaching their ceiling yeah perception versus consistent reality yeah and and when i say it felt genuine oh a lot of these guys post game up just get the team credit because they they have to right they're, they're playing at humble role but even still like nobody's calling crazy the top 10 team so um it felt like um they like he was being real and um, frankly, most most people who have watched the team, seen the stuff they played, and how they've lost some of their games, know that they can be a, a top fifteen team again. Um, it's just not going to happen soon, I think. Uh, so to to bridge that gap, uh, obviously they got to hit open shots. The, the phenomenon lately has been. But as a shot quality champs, if you go on the shot quality Twitter page, uh, they're going to win the shot quality championship. I'll tell you that. But how will it translate to games is, is what people are, are wondering. Because you guys, um, they, they just, they're getting the open looks, man. They get the open looks with, with the best of them. And teams in the country, the numbers are there to tell you that. Um, for some reason, in the big game, they haven't knocked down shots outside of Arkansas. I mean, that was Thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, it, it's been a while. And, frankly, it just it takes more shot-making poise, I think, um, which probably comes. I mean, basketball is basketball. They'll, they'll, tell, you that. they'll tell you that like a, a broken record over and over. And so I, I'd agree with most of it. But you do you do need that stuff to fall on your side. And I think you can't control outside of that. Uh like you know, the way you respond to ball pressure, I, I didn't, I didn't think the way they respond to the ball pressure the other day was um, necessarily ill. You know, the way you use second chances, like the ones Kaluma gave you, just little stuff like that, um, it adds up, man. Like, even like I was talking about special helping to guard that one possession, that stuff that you, you know, chalk up like whatever the course of the game happens, that stuff adds up, and so. When you shoot two for sixteen from three, you wish to get those back. So I think they, they got to uh, hone in on that stuff, the smaller stuff that they control. So the last sixty seconds here, Joel, is it as simple as it's not? How do they neutralize Fremantle and boom right? Because that seems to be how Xavier goes. They got off against Nova, and it's their version of Nemhart and Kalk. Like, what do you see? Yeah, uh, with Boom, he's just a crafty oh, man. veteran. Yeah. <laughs> Not making it. This is a guy who really, really, uh, I think, excelled as a point guard more than most people thought he would. So the challenge, the, it's a tall task, um, but you got to just depend on Trey Alexander. Trey Alexander, a lot of times, he, he's done well in these assignments. He's caught the short end of the stick because, the perimeter defense around is it's pretty lacking, and so when when 
when it's not him on the floor, it's not somebody in the team has multiple options. Oh, but I think, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I don't know. You just gotta hope and trust that he can, you know, keep booms out there, maybe ten points. Mm. Yeah. Joel, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Joel. Hey, and if you want to hear more from the show, head over to your favorite podcast app. We'll go to Morning Dump next. But for Coffee and Cream, we'll see you tomorrow.